Please welcome, please welcome, welcome. This is another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast, a podcast where we talk about what makes a business valuable, learn the tips and tactics to increase your company's value that only veteran dealmakers know. And now here's your host, Ed Mysogland. Welcome to another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast. I'm your host, Ed Mysogland. Um, I had, I had a real favorable um, response to my article on the, you know, the, the, the five levels of grief in M&A. And so I may or may not have, have mentioned that I've been writing a book and, and in the research, that's one of the things that came out. But also I thought I would share a couple other tidbits that uh, I've, I've bumped in along the way. So today we're going to talk about risk. And for those of you unfamiliar with business risk, as it relates to value in the sale of a company, as risk goes up, value goes down. Okay. That's just the risk and reward relationship. You probably remember that from your economics classes in high school and college. And it's the same for business value. And, and when you're looking at acquiring companies, this is all about risk, earnings, risk, and growth. That's all, all, I, all my, I spend my life in this sale world. That's all I do is try to evaluate where's the business going, what kind of earnings does it have, and what kind of risk is inherent to the company. So today, I'm going to talk to you about 65 different types of risks that, that are in a business. And and I want to give uh, attribution to a woman by the name of Anna Marr. I can't find her. I can't find any reference to to her. Um, this, you know, I've dug. I dug this sixty-five components of risk out. Um, it's probably at least three to five years old, but I can't find. Her. Can't find her on LinkedIn, Twitter, or any of the socials. So, but I do have a note that this. This is some of her work. So I added my own, but nevertheless, I wanted to kind of go through these 65, um, 65 attributes of risk in a business. So the first group is strategic risk. So the first one is corporate uh, governance risk. And that means that employees won't act in the best interests of, uh, of the owners or the stockholders. And so when you buy a company, I mean, that's one of the primary risks is, is everybody going to hop on board with the new owners? So that's the first one. Competitive risk. You know, it's the general risk that you're going to lose to competition. Everybody, and when we write our marketing information, that's what we spend a lot of time doing is identifying, you know, where if you look at the grand scheme of things versus the business and its industry, locally nationally how is how is competition going to affect affect the the uh the company that you're buying innovation you know innovation risk is that competition or new entrants will outdo you and when we think of that um competition is really innovation you know i i think you're seeing a lot of buyers that are buying businesses that have not necessarily uh, kept up with the times as far as technology and equipment, and then they can retool it and, <clears throat> and really go out and compete. But innovation risk is, is, is serious when you're evaluating a business that are you at a technological disadvantage? 
intellectual property. All right, intellectual property risk is, and when we're talking about intellectual property, we're talking domains, we're talking IP, we're talking um, processes, all that is intellectual property. So, so, you know, A, you know, do your competitors or other people get a hold of that intellectual property or is it impaired in some ways somehow? Um, you know, and we're seeing like AI is is really doing a number on on uh, on on businesses right now because everybody doesn't know, you know, how is that going to affect their IP? So M&A risk, so mergers and acquisition risk, it's a, the risk associated with integrating companies. And I think we've we've talked about this on the podcast before. You know, we're talking about, you know, when you buy a company, you know, can't it, it company buying a company, can you can culturally, operationally and financially does this work? Financially, we can make it, you know, we make the numbers work. But I there was a study there was a study by, oh, I believe it was the Harvard Business Review, in which 87% of mergers fail. And the biggest risk is, or the biggest problem is culture. Um, so M&A risk is certainly, certainly something to think about. The, the rough rule of thumb that, that we have always, I shouldn't say we have always, but that we, we, we find and John Warillo from uh, Built to Sell, we we talked about this many times over the years. Is that a company needs to be the the acquiring company needs to be roughly five times larger than its target, and the and the reason being is that it diversifies the risk. That you know, if if things don't go as planned, then they they don't go as planned, and certainly we take it on the chin, but we don't capsize our business. All right. So next business risk, it's just the overall, you know, risk that businesses that the business you have will not be effective, you know, might not be you know, accepted by the, the marketplace. Economic risk, that's uh, the risk that, you know, the prevailing economic conditions kind of like today, um, you know, that will go into a, uh, a recession, um, you know, for some businesses that'll benefit. <laughs> But up for other businesses, it's well, you know, cost of capital and things like that. Um, the economic risk is considerable. Technological change, that's a risk that technology and investments will become, um, technology investments will be obsolete. And as you're seeing, as things are rolling out, um, technology that is, you know, you're seeing that, um, well, let's just take the pandemic. You look at Zoom. And everybody, it was a big land grab to to get into virtual meetings. Well, now that the pandemic's out, you know, you've got technological change and and you've got a lot of new entrants into the market. So that's a risk. Project risk. That's a risk that you know some of your undertakings aren't going to come to fruition. Ethics risk. Um, you know, the integrity of 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 the company is the mission and the people that are guiding the company. You know, that's that's the risk that, you know, there's an there's an ethics breach. Reputational risk. That's uh, the risk that you damage your your corporate image. Uh, reputational risk can reduce the trust in your business and ultimately, you know, damage value. Um, and I think you see, you know, you re certainly when you read the news, you find that, you know, business owners, you know, 
somebody will have been a bad boy or girl and and it makes the newspaper and and as a result you know the the business you know takes it on the chin because of the sins of the owner all right now we move into uh financial risk so profit risk you know that's that's the general risk that you're not going to be profitable that's just inherent with business uh capital availability we're bumping into that now you know i and i say we're bumping into that now we're ta- the cost of capital is 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 causing some havoc in small business but deals are still getting done but capital um it's the availability of it you know you can't a lot of businesses can't grow without access to lines of credit and and you know and and growth capital uh, i will tell you as of today and we're talking late september um that that businesses especially if you are a if you are in the let's just say i'll say hvac let's just let's pick on um you're a plumber and you're a plumber and you want to grow your business through acquisition if you are buying a company that is in the same industry so another plumber and this is based on your naics code or nax nasix code i guess some people pronounce it the sba will will fund that acquisition with no equity out of out of your pocket so it's a the money will be expensive you know so the, your your cost of capital is a, you know high high as you know prime and maybe prime plus one or two depending on the bank you go with but you can grow through acquisition without any kind of any kind of capital expenditure on your part so keep that in mind all right the next one we're talking about is asset risk um you know some businesses are asset heavy and you know what is the risk associated with you know those businesses that are able to keep the value of those assets good like for example like real estate you know when real estate values fall you know that's a that's a risk to the business because you don't necessarily have that level of collateral that you once did we just talked about cost of capital so interest rate um you know interest rates cause havoc you know right now and i don't see that coming down you know for those of you that do um that have you know business with foreign countries certainly the currency risk is is to be considered we have inflation uh the risk of price increases and in credit in critical inputs like energy and for the transportation industry is is a real good example investment risk this is the risk of the change in value of investments um you know yeah it it depends you know those are pr- predominantly for bigger businesses that that do investing on behalf of their company uh liquidity risk this is you know this is a this is a huge one for small businesses because when we start talking about um liquidity it's you know what's the likelihood you can sell your business you know the the rough rough rule of thumb from an industry standpoint and again it just depends on the type of business but as an industry as a whole, I mean, your your success ratio is only running about twenty to thirty percent success ratio of selling your business. Now, I can tell you that we in our shop we're we're higher than that. You know, we're in the depending on the type of business like manufacturing, you're probably 80 percent. You know, um, your small retail, it's probably in that 
20 to 30 percent. It just depends. But liquidity is a big thing. So let's talk about systematic risk. That's next. The risk that the you know the the whole global financial system uh, of a of a country will collapse. You know, if you're doing international work, that's one thing. Here, you know, small businesses, you know, probably not going to be um, a risk to you. Concentration risk. When we talk about concentration, it's the dependency of a customer, an employee, a supplier. Those are that's a big that's a big problem for any buyer because if 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 you're concentrated there, if there's a concentration, that means that there is higher risk if that person, place, or thing goes away. Credit risk. Um, that's you know we're seeing. I, I don't want to say we're seeing. Let's just say it from this standpoint that you know with the the amount of capital and the velocity of capital that was available in the last two or three years, you know there's a lot of people that borrowed a lot of money, and for those that are on variable on variable debt, it's it's gotten pretty serious for them. So there's a credit risk that the borrower will default on a loan. Um, fraud risk, always. You know I've got some some friends that do fraud work. You know, the forensic accounting, there's all, you know, that, that goes on and there's that risk, accounting risk, you know, you know, knock on wood, you know, we haven't, we haven't had it, but you know, you botch up accounting. You know, I, I can tell you that my accountant spends, um, a fair amount of time after, you know, at the, at the end of the year, fixing my QuickBooks sins. So, you know, but there's the, that risk of, you know, accounting and, 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 you know, money in and money out. And I will tell you that that's a big one from a, from a, a business sales standpoint, because what we're talking about is you have to be in a position to be able to explain, you know, here's my tax return, my tax return ties to my financial statement, my financial statement ties to my, my uh, internal bookkeeping, my internal bookkeeping ties to my, to my deposits and ties to my invoices. That's what, uh, how accounting is so important. Fiduciary, let's move fiduciary breach risk. You know, if, if um, the risk that your firm, you know, will breach those fiduciary responsibilities you have with your client. Next, let's move into marketing. So marketing and sales risk. So certainly revenue shortfalls that your, you know, your marketing plan does not, you know, does not, uh, does not work as in anticipated. The demand you you overestimate how much people will want your product or service. Market competition, the risk that that you know, we're, we're like let's just talk pay per click. You know the the cost to to advertise on Google. You know there's all kind in my world there is all kinds of people you know looking to to drive up the the um, you know the 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 cost to be seen on Google. And you know, they're not they're not in our neighborhood. These are people that are all across the country that are that are that are out trying to, you know, outmarket us in our own market. All right. So next the sales forecast risk. That's a risk that clearly what that means that you're going to make some forecasts and they don't come to fruition. New product. You introduce a new product and it falls flat. That's just that you underestimated perhaps the total uh, addressable market. Um, it doesn't come to to pass that the market is is interested in it. 
Um, that's a real thing. The customer relationship risk. You know, everybody everybody waves the flag on relationships, but you know, the, it seems as though we're getting, you know, we're getting further and further away. We're doing thing more things on email and text over, rather than belly to belly work. So we're seeing what kind of it's hard to get a relationship um, in that manner. But people are doing different things. But my point is that that though that the relationship that you maintain with your customer or your or your clients, um, your customers, clients, employees, vendors, you know, that's, that's, that, that is a risk. You have brand value, the risk of brand awareness, publicity risk. We were just talking about that up, uh, up in strategy where you have a, an issue with the sense of the owner will affect the brand. And, um, you know, let Right now, let's just talk about, you know, uh, let's move to football. You know, you have uh, Chicago Bears defensive coordinator that the FBI raided his house. Well, that's that affects the brand of the Bears because it's like, what are you associating with this kind of guy for? So that's that's an example. Publicity risk, the risk of bad publicity. Certainly the Bears are on on high alert there. Uh, large account again. We're large account risk. We're looking at, you know, you have co- concentration of in of any kind is bad. So let's move into operational risks. So infrastructure. These are, you know, the the things that run your business. The and the risk of those things going out. Like for example, let's take our business. You know, we run. We need electricity to run computers and phones. That's it. That's what we that's what we use. So it goes down. We've got problems. So maintenance risk, the risk of maintenance uh, failure, like like, for example, um, aircraft, you know, the human error and aircraft maintenance. That's a bad day. Um, Product failure, the risk that, you know, the, the product or service will fail. Product liability. I don't think that needs any any explanation it's just there's a defect in 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 your product and you know something happens and there's a liability that's associated with it so then we move into uh operational quality this is the general risk of operating your business failures for example like we use like our website for example if it goes down are we out of business no but it's hard for us to to um, connect with the people that are expecting to be able to see all of our deals. So that's that's an operational quality risk. So production shortfalls. Let's just say like uh, Ford, for example, you had Ford that did not that was unable to get their their chips. So the supply chain issues that is a risk. So you're so they failed to meet the production targets. Logist, let's move to logistics. The logistics logistics risk is that you're unable to deliver your 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 wares, your goods and services to your customers. Procurement. Again, back to back to the chip example. This is a matter of you're unable to get what you need in order to provide your product or service. So now let's move into information technology or IT. So architecture risk, you know, the risk that what you've built won't work. 
or will fall will fail to meet the business objectives. Data quality. Where I had um, Mike Butler from Seaspring on on the on the podcast know, a few months back, and we talked about data quality. So if you have poor data, you're going to make bad decisions. Technology quality. You know what is the software and hardware you you use? Um, like for example, I have a I have a, a friend that that doesn't update his computer. Don't know why. It just when it breaks, then all of a sudden we we have to jump in and and fix all of those problems. I so data quality risk is a real thing, um, especially for those that uh, didn't necessarily grow up using computers. So the platform risk, like I have a um, uh, a marketplace platform, you know, and and you know. I, just working right now to try to figure out product you know product market fit does does the does the platform work to serve the people I'm trying to serve I don't know we'll see information security risk you know cybersecurity is a big thing right now I don't think it needs a, a whole lot of discussion it's just you know how how locked down is is the information that you hold all right moving on to HR HR uh, workplace safety yeah again you know the the risk of ac- accidents or poor environment impa- impacts employees and if it impacts employees you got to keep those them because it's too hard to to hire these days so employer reputational risk you got outfits like glassdoor that reviews you know exiting employees and you know what kind of experience that they had working for you it's hard to unwind um Unwind disgruntled employees, product or uh, employer employer liability risk. Um, yeah, it's the risk that you know your business practices will get you in trouble by the people that work for you. Employment law compliance, uh, the risk of non-compliance with uh, employment related laws and regulations. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that do not follow the law. Um, and in fact, we. <laughs> You know, it's one of the one of the when you when you sell a company, that's one of the things that uh, you have to represent and, and warrant that you're doing is adhering to the laws. Uh, talent management risk. It's the risk of losing, you know, a, a players. And it happens a lot. Um, compensation and benefit risk. We're seeing that in like um, let's talk let's talk HVAC. I mean, you know, it's just a, a race to the top to 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 get that talent and you're seeing people poach a lot of of you know higher higher end talent from other companies just you know just for for you know a couple dollars difference we see that you see that in home health care a lot like people will like the nurses will jump for 25 cents an hour i mean it's the when i say nurses i'm talking like cnas and and things like that hiring risk you know everybody Who's the? I think it's Zappos that will pay um, will pay you a thousand dollars if you leave, all right, rather than take the job. Um, and that's you know the risk that you will hire the wrong candidate because they they Zappos recognizes that you make that kind of mistake. It's uh, you know the cost associated with the mistake is far more than the thousand dollars it is to say you know what this isn't for you. And then employee policy privacy risk. You, you, it's the 
the prospect that you will, um, the risk that, that you will leak personal information. Um, that employee will leak personal information, you know, related to the company. Then you've got compliance and legal risk. So certainly compliance risk. You know, are you complying with the laws that uh, that uh, govern your company? Mandatory reporting risk. You got to file your tax returns, for example, is a good one. And yeah, you know, and and I I will just tell you that if you don't file your tax returns, you're probably not going to be able to sell your business. Uh, next is liability risk, the risk of lawsuits. You know, we're in a crazy litigious time where, you know, people are quick to, to, to file suit. All right. Now let's move to catastrophic risk. So force majeure, you know, acts of nature thing, crazy things happen. You look at, uh, you know, the flooding and earthquakes and fires, you know, those are all real things that affect business pandemics are another good thing that that uh that that affect negatively affect businesses and then lastly you know we're moving you know we're coming up to an election year political risk you know depending on who's who's who and who's driving the bus um you know at a national as well as state level affects business so those are the 65 um business risks that that can affect the value and the saleability of a business. I hope uh, you enjoyed this episode and uh, I'll see you next week. This was another episode of the Defenders of Business Value podcast. For more episodes packed with strategies to increase the value of your business, visit DefendersOfBusinessValue.com for show notes, transcripts, and free tools to start you on your journey. Subscribe now so you don't miss any future episodes.